millions of Christians face intense persecution and risk their lives for the sake of the gospel. Vom Oz Radio supports persecuted Christians, giving a voice to the testimony of those who have been denied a voice. Our programs inform and encourage Christians in Australia and around the world to mobilize and to stand with our persecuted brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to Vom Oz Radio, voice for the persecutor. Welcome back. This is a very special weekend. My name is Todd Nettleton. This weekend, the Voice of the Martyrs is encouraging churches everywhere to remember this Sunday, the International Day of Prayer for Persecuted Christians. Our hope is that every church is going to pray for the persecuted members of our spiritual family. We do this First, because Scripture tells us to, Hebrews 13.3 says, Remember those in prison as if you were in prison with them. If we were the ones in prison, we would certainly want to know that people were praying for us. We also do it because when we go and talk with persecuted Christians, it's the first thing they ask us to do. Pray for us. Pray for us. Pray for us. So that's what we're going to do this week here on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. We're going to join together and pray. And I want to invite you, wherever you're listening to this, if you're in your car, if you're out for your morning run, whatever you're doing, I want to invite you to just join your heart and join your spirit in these prayers that you're going to hear today. In 2 Thessalonians 3, 1 through 3, the Apostle Paul asks for prayer. He says, pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored, as happened among you, and that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men, for not all have faith. What a great verse to guide our prayers for persecuted Christians. You know, we have brothers and sisters who are suffering at the hands of wicked and evil people. But we're not just going to pray for persecuted believers to get relief from suffering. We're also going to pray that God will sustain them in the midst of suffering. We're going to pray that God will give them opportunities to be a witness for him, even in the midst of suffering. We're going to pray that the truth of the gospel will spread in these places where there is so much need. We're going to pray for the persecutors to come to know Christ in a personal way. In a few minutes, we're going to pray along with some of my colleagues here at The Voice of the Martyrs. I've asked leaders from our international ministry team to offer prayer for the parts of the world in which they directly oversee VOM's work. So they're going to pray specifically about their part of the world. We're going to start with Carter Gates, who oversees VOM's work in the Asia-Pacific region. You know, it's it's important to pray for persecuted Christians because they often, in my experience, feel very alone and isolated in the midst of their persecution. In, in my region of the world where I work, Christians often face, you know, there's a certain level of governmental persecution, so a top-down type of persecution. But most often, the type of persecution we observe is a social persecution where believers are ostracized and rejected by their families and communities due to their faith in Christ. And and in Asian cultures, it's a community-based culture, so it's really important to do things that are in line with the community way of thinking. And so we need to pray for Christians that um, are rejected for their faith in Christ, that they would remain steadfast even amongst rejection and isolation, 
that they would know Christ is with them in their suffering and that the body of Christ around the world is standing with them. When I have sat down and met persecuted Christians that have faced much uh, rejection, I'm reminded that they're actually just normal people with normal emotions. The Holy Spirit's empowered them to persevere through great suffering, but at the same time, they have the emotions that come along with rejection and suffering. And so we need to be praying for them, that the, the Holy Spirit would comfort them, that they would know that Christ is with them in the midst of their suffering, and that we, as the body of Christ, are standing with them through their suffering. And that's why here at VOM, we often quote and are reminded of, uh, of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 3, which says, to remember those who are in prison as though in prison with them, and those who are mistreated since you also are in the body. For example, in Laos, we've recently been seeing many young people come to faith in Christ. These are teenagers and ranges from ages 15 to 18 years old. And still in this season, they're very dependent on their parents and their community because they're young. But when they choose to follow Christ, they are kicked out of their homes, their schools, and rejected by their community. And it has been so impressive to see how these young believers have stood strong in their faith despite being rejected by their own parents for their faith in Christ. Or in Vietnam, where we have recently saw three families in one village who lost their farmland Uh, This land they were renting to grow crops, and in this area of Vietnam, um, you grow crops for your livelihood, not just to feed your family, but to sell to create income. And so the community brought so much pressure on the landowners to no longer rent the land to these believers simply because of their faith in Christ. So if you can imagine not just the, the struggles that they experienced because of losing income in the crops, but the social rejection they experienced because of uh, being outcasted and not able to have land to grow their crops. So now I'd like to spend a a moment just praying for our brothers and sisters in Christ in the Asia-Pacific region. Father, I thank you that you are God that knows suffering. We thank you that Jesus has come before us and is the high priest that knows suffering like our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world. I pray today that your spirit would empower our brothers and sisters in Christ in Asia-Pacific. May they know they are not alone in their trials, but have a God that knows their suffering and a church family around the world that is praying for them. May the Holy Spirit fill them with peace and an eternal hope that only comes from you. May you fill them with boldness to continue to be a witness for Christ despite rejection and adversity. Father, may you use the sufferings of your saints to build your church throughout Asia Pacific. In Jesus' name, amen. That's Carter Gates leading us in prayer for the Asia-Pacific region. We're spending this special episode of Voice of the Martyrs Radio learning how we can pray and then actually praying for persecuted Christians as we commemorate the International Day of Prayer for Persecuted Christians. And we'll continue with Sean Patton. He leads the work of the Voice of the Martyrs in North and East Africa. You know, we recently received a report from a group of Christians that were being persecuted because of the effectiveness of their prayers. Villagers who were practicing witchcraft and satanic rituals realized that the worship of the Christians in the village was actually interfering with and destabilizing their satanic practices. Therefore, they banned the Christians from meeting for worship. The Christians continued with secret prayer services in their home. But again, those who were practicing the satanic rituals knew that they were praying because it was affecting their ability to practice witchcraft. It was such a vivid reminder to us about the power of prayer and its ability to affect things. 
both here on earth, but also as it comes against the rulers, the powers, and the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. So please be praying for people, especially those coming to faith from a Muslim background in sub-Saharan Africa. God is doing an amazing thing in our day and bringing multitudes to faith. But there is a massive spiritual battle happening on the continent of Africa. And this spiritual battle is being manifested in very visible ways as Christians are being slaughtered for their faith. It costs a lot to be a Christian in Africa. So pray our brothers and sisters will count the cost, that they'll see the surpassing value of knowing Jesus Christ, our Lord, and will continue to stand firm by his power and his grace. Father in heaven, I want to pray for our brothers and sisters who are imprisoned in Eritrea. Some, Lord, have been in prison now for nearly 20 years, being held in shipping containers and in the scorching desert in conditions that are just absolutely unimaginable. Lord, I pray that you would give them grace to persevere, give them courage and boldness to be salt and light even to their captors and their persecutors. Lord, protect their hearts from doubt and bitterness. Lord, though they are caged like animals, please renew their strength and enable them to mount up with wings like eagles and to experience a profound freedom that can only be found in Christ. And Lord, I ask that you would give grace uh, to the families of these prisoners. Lord, there are many wives and daughters and sons who have had to live like widows and orphans because of the imprisonment of their father or husband. Lord, would you be a husband to the husbandless? Would you be a father to the fatherless? Would you please give these families a peace that surpasses all understanding in the midst of their trials and suffering? And Lord, would you mobilize a larger body of Christ, your bride, the church, to come alongside them and minister love and peace to them, bearing their burdens and encouraging them in their time of need. Lord, we pray for the release of these prisoners. We pray for radical transformation for this government in Eritrea that is oppressing our Christian brothers and sisters. And we pray that your kingdom would come and that your will would be done in Eritrea and that your glory would cover the entire earth as the waters cover the seas. Lord, I pray this in the powerful name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. That's Sean Patton leading us in prayer for persecuted believers in North and East Africa, where he oversees VOM's work. Today we're marking the International Day of Prayer for Persecuted Christians. We're going to continue with Matthew Hansen. He leads VOM's work in Central and South Asia, He will share how we can pray for this part of the world, and then he'll lead us in prayer. And I hope you will join with us as we pray together for our brothers and sisters there. In most countries we work, Christians are a minority. They could be the only Christian family in a village of 50 families and feel quite alone. Every time I sit with persecuted brothers and sisters, whether in India, Pakistan, Uzbekistan, or Tajikistan, I tell them that their brothers and sisters are praying for them. This is such an encouragement to them. They are strengthened knowing that the global church, the global body of Christ, is standing with them in prayer. We sat with four women in India that had been terribly persecuted. While they were in their house praying, villagers busted down the door, pulling them out of their house by their hair and beating them. At the end of our time together, one of the women pulled out a piece of paper with names written on it. I asked her, what is that? And she said, this is the name of all the villagers that beat us. 
Then she went on to say, Every morning we gather together and pray for them. Pray for our persecuted brothers and sisters who have a heart and passion to see their own villages, their own nations being one for Jesus Christ. Pray for them as they desire to see those that have persecuted them come to faith. You know, just two weeks ago, I sat with two brothers who had been beaten by the villagers when they were in their house in prayer. Their pastor, who wasn't present at the time but was at our meeting, I asked him how he was doing. Immediately, he broke down in tears and began to tell me how he felt so guilty that he was not with these two men when they were being beaten. He could not protect them, and he felt overwhelmed by this fact. Pray that God would bring healing to the hearts of our brothers and sisters. Pray for pastors as they shepherd flocks in very difficult and vulnerable situations. You know, I would really ask you to pray for India. Out of all the countries in South Asia and even Central Asia, we are seeing a weekly increase of believers being put in prison, churches being burned down, and believers being beaten. There is so much harassment going on in India right now. Please lift our brothers and sisters up to the Lord in prayer. Often when I meet persecuted brothers and sisters, they have such a heart of love and joy that only comes from the Lord. Please pray that the love and joy in their hearts will remain vibrant. Let's take some time to to, to pray together for the believers in South and Central Asia. Lord, we first want to just lift up the believers in India right now, Lord. We know that they're, they're undergoing so much pressure, Lord, not just from their communities, but even for the government, Lord, as we see just elements of radical Hinduism want to rule this land, Lord. Even this week, Lord, we have heard of five pastors in, in Karnataka, Lord, uh, being put in prison, Lord. We lift them up to you. We lift their families up to you, Lord. Oh, Lord, surround them with your presence, Lord. Surround your church. Strengthen your church, Lord Jesus. Lord, and show us, Lord, how we can better serve them, how we can better pray for them, how we can better stand with them, Lord, in hearts of prayer and service, Lord. Lord, we know even now, Lord, that there's Bibles being distributed through Nepal and India, Pakistan and Bangladesh. Lord, we pray, Lord, that your word will get into the hands of believers, Lord, that their hearts and their minds will be strengthened, Lord, that they will grow in discipleship and understanding of who you are and who they are in you, Lord. Encourage them and strengthen them, Lord. And Lord, we pray for, for churches that are meeting secretly in nations like Uzbekistan and Tajikistan. Lord, I pray that they would know that they do not stand alone, Lord, but there's a global body of believers that stand with them, Lord. Encourage them, Lord. Give them hope, Lord. I pray that they would sense your presence, Lord, as they worship together, as they pray together, and as they study your word together. Lord, and we just thank you for an opportunity, Lord, to serve our brothers and sisters throughout South and Central Asia, Lord. In Jesus' name. We are taking a prayer tour to various parts of the world. Aaron Miller leads the work of VOM in the Middle East, and he's going to give us some ways we can pray for that part of the world and then lead us in prayer. And again, I hope you are joining in these times of prayer. It is extremely important for Christians around the world to pray for our brothers and sisters who live in areas that are hostile to the message of Christ. As our brothers and sisters live out their faith, they often feel alone and isolated. Your prayers will make a difference in the lives of Christians living in oppressive situations. 
Often, pastors or ministry leaders feel overwhelmed by difficult circumstances surrounding them and their families. When you take time on the International Day of Prayer to remember them, we believe the Holy Spirit will encourage them to stand strong and remain faithful to the Lord. I remember a time when I was visiting some pastors who were leading small churches under great threats. At the close of our time together, we bowed to pray, and several of us asked God to watch over our brothers as they led their churches. When we said amen and raised our heads, the pastor's heads remained face down. One began wiping away tears, then the others started to share. This simple act of praying with them that day blessed them because they were reminded that they are a part of a global body of believers. One looked at us and said, No one prays for us. Our people in our churches are under so much pressure and fear that they do not pray for the pastors. This short prayer we prayed over them that day gave them strength to continue in their ministries. One area I'm praying for and would ask you to pray for is Lebanon. Specifically pray for pastors in Lebanon right now as they minister to their congregations in the middle of a historic economic collapse. Basic necessities are scarce. Electricity is hard to get. Fuel for vehicles and generators is hard to find. Many of these faithful brothers have opportunities to leave and move to other countries where life and ministry would be so much easier, yet they choose to stay. Pray that God would supply all of their needs and bring many new believers into the kingdom. Father, I pray for your spirit to strengthen my brothers in Lebanon during these difficult days. Lord, thank you that there are men and women who are committed to remaining in the country despite the hardships. I ask you to bless them with the items they need to live daily. I ask you, Lord, to open doors for them to find all that they need in order to carry out the ministries that you've called them to. Lord, I thank you for one brother who recently decided to take his family to another country, yet he chose to return so that he could lead the ministry. God, protect this brother. Give him strength for the task that you've called him to. Lord, I also pray for a sister working with Syrian refugees. She has so many personal needs, yet her focus is on the women from the nearby refugee camp. You know how her heart challenged me as we talked recently. Lord, use her to bring many women to faith. Lord, you also know the plans that her enemies are making around her. Give her wisdom and supernatural discernment. Make her victorious over the plans of these enemies. I pray, Lord, for the needs of her family. I think of her children and her disabled brother that she cares for. Would you meet their needs in a miraculous way? Bless her home. Make it a place of joy and peace and good news. Lord, I pray for all of those who will hear this, that as they enter into this time of prayer, they would have peace and joy in you. May you lead them to encourage others to pray for the persecuted family we have around the world. Father, have mercy on us and hear our prayers. We pray this in Christ's holy name. Amen. That was Aaron Miller leading us in prayer for the Middle East. We're praying together today to mark the International Day of Prayer for Persecuted Christians. Churches all over the world are going to be praying this weekend for our persecuted brothers and sisters. And if your church is not praying, pray next Sunday. Pray the following Sunday. Pick a day when you're going to pray specifically as a church body 
for our brothers and sisters who are facing persecution, you know, over the last couple of months, the attention of the world has certainly been on Afghanistan as the Taliban took back control of that country. As Christians, though, we can do a lot more than just watch the news and worry or feel bad about a situation. We can bring that nation to the Lord, to the creator of the earth. John Weaver is going to help us do that. Several weeks ago, he was our guest to help us understand what was happening in Afghanistan as the Taliban took over. Let's join with John to pray for our Afghan brothers and sisters. Our Heavenly Father, we want to bring our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan to you. We lift them up to your throne of grace. Father, our hearts are broken as we know your heart is broken for your people uh, in Afghanistan, your sons and daughters, our brothers and sisters who are in great danger, suffering threats and persecution, and some even martyrdom. God, we cry out to you. Would you be with them in these dangerous days? Would you allow them to know and sense and experience your presence in ways they've never known before? May they know that you, the Lord, are their shepherd, that you will lead them, guide them, protect them, even prepare a table before them in the presence of their enemies. And may they know that goodness and mercy follow them all the days of their life. We pray that even in the midst of the darkness, your light would shine. We pray even in the midst of what looks like evil, you would turn it and use it for good to advance your kingdom in and through your children in Afghanistan. Father, we pray for the Taliban. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. We pray that many of them would be saved. We pray for the Taliban that you would have mercy upon them. You would turn their hearts to you. God, we pray for the Pashtun tribe, one of the most unreached people groups in the world from which the Taliban come. May your light shine upon them. We pray for dreams and visions and miracles that you would reveal to them that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, and that they're persecuting you when they're persecuting your children. God, we pray for your kingdom to come among the Pashtun people. Lord Jesus, receive the reward of your suffering among the Pashtun people. You are the Lamb of God who shed your blood uh, to redeem them. Lord, we pray for thousands upon thousands of our Afghan brothers and sisters that are now scattered to neighboring countries, some of which are even scattered to Western countries all over the diaspora of where Afghans are that know you. We pray they would find fellowship. Lord, those that don't know you, we echo what you said, that you are not far from any of us, for in you we live and move and have our being. And you've set the times and the season that people would seek after you and find you. And we pray, would you find them? Would you rescue them? Would you reveal yourself to them? Would you let all that's happening bring about a greater salvation among the Afghan people. Lord of the harvest, bring forth your harvest among the Afghan people. So we agree together for our brothers and sisters, the persecuted church in Afghanistan, be with them, provide for them, and we pray that in and through this, your salvation would spread to the people of Afghanistan and beyond for your glory in Jesus' name. That's John Weaver praying for the people of Afghanistan and the believers there. Our final guest is Peter Yasek. He was imprisoned in Sudan after going there on behalf of the Voice of the Martyrs to meet with church leaders to help the church in Sudan. He served a total of about 14 months in prison before being released and returning home to the Czech Republic. But Sudan is certainly very close to Peter's heart. He is still in touch with some of the friends he made in that country, even some of the friends he made in prison. You know, some big things have been happening in Sudan. Just in the last two weeks, there has been a coup there. Uh, the military has taken control. They seem to have sidetracked 
the democratic process that had been going on. Peter's going to lead us in prayer for the nation of Sudan as these events are unfolding. Literally, while we're praying, decisions are being made. Things are happening. So let's join with Peter to pray for the nation of Sudan. Dear Heavenly Father, we exalt your holy name over the country of Sudan. We are lifting up our brothers and sisters in Sudan before your throne. They don't need to worry about the fact that the military led by General Abdul Fattah Abdurrahman Burhan have captured power in Sudan and that the sovereign council was dissolved and state of emergency was put in place and the majority of the Abdullah Hamduk's cabinet and a large number of pro-government supporters had been arrested. They know that you are the Supreme Lord. You change times and seasons. You remove kings and set up kings. Lord, you have set them free from the power of sin. No one else can give this freedom to them, and no regime can take that freedom from them. Lord, we ask that you will give courage to our brothers and sisters in Sudan to continue fulfilling your great commission to preach the gospel there and to make disciples from all people, including the Muslim majority. We pray that you will give them the words in opening their mouths boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. Lord, we especially pray for the Muslim background believers who are still in hiding. Please give them courage to be the salt of the earth, to be the light of the world in Sudan, the city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Guide them with your spirit to confess your name before men. Father, we pray this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. That's Peter Yasek praying for believers in Sudan. I hope you'll continue to pray for Sudan as this political crisis continues to affect the country. I hope you'll continue to pray for all of the needs that we heard about today. In fact, share this episode with a Christian friend. Invite them to pray with you and pray with us as we pray for our brothers and sisters facing persecution. This weekend marks the International Day of Prayer for Persecuted Christians. Churches around the world are coming together to ask the Lord to strengthen and help our brothers and sisters who are facing persecution. But here's something that we just have to understand, and I can't emphasize this enough. This weekend, this IDOP Sunday, this cannot mark the end of a prayer focus for another 12 months. Praying for our persecuted family members, for our brothers and sisters, cannot be something that we do only once a year. The prayers of this weekend have to be a springboard, a reminder that helps us keep praying all year long. You know, as I was thinking about this, I doubt if you think about your spouse or your children once a year. If you do, I suspect you don't have a good family relationship there. We can't only think about our persecuted family once a year either. We need to be thinking of them regularly. We need to be praying for them every week, all year long. As we close our time together, I would like to add my prayer to the voices that we've heard today. Let's pray together as we finish out this week 
Father, we are thankful for your work in hostile and restricted nations. We are thankful that your kingdom is advancing, even in the face of government onslaughts, even in the face of intense opposition and persecution. Your kingdom is going forward. But Lord, we know that is not coming without suffering. It is not coming without pain for our family members, for our brothers and sisters. And so we lift them up before you this week. Father, we ask that you would encourage them. We ask that you would strengthen them. Lord, where they are weak, you be their strength. Lord, we pray that you would be their healer. If they are sick or injured or wounded, we pray that you would bring healing, that you would reinvigorate them to continue in faithful service. And Father, I want to lift three specific families up before your throne as we close out our time together this week. Father, first I pray for Pastor Wang Yi, serving nine years in prison in China. Lord, I pray for his wife, Zhang Rong, for their son, Joshua. Lord, will you strengthen and encourage them right now? Lord, will you protect Wang Yi in prison? Will you be a husband to Zhang Rong? Will you be a father to Joshua during these years that he is serving time? Lord, we pray that his ministry would go forward even within the prison walls. We pray that fellow prisoners will come to know you because of his testimony. We pray, Lord, that he'll have enough to eat today. We pray that you will give him physical health. Lord, we pray for Pastor Wang Yi and his family. Lord, I also want to lift up Pastor Haile Naizgi in Eritrea, a man I met many years ago when I visited that country. Lord, he's been in prison for more than 17 years. I don't think most of us can imagine what that is like. Lord, overwhelm him with your presence and with your love. Through your Holy Spirit, I pray that he would know that we are praying for him right now. Father, I pray for Pastor Haile. I pray for his wife. I pray for their kids. Will you bless them? Will you bring blessing out of this incredible trial of so many years in prison? And Father, we pray for his release. We ask for his freedom this year, that he can be reunited with his family, that he can be free again. Lord, if that's not your plan for him, then we pray that you would sustain him physically, emotionally, spiritually. We pray that each day he would wake up encouraged and ready to serve Jesus another day, even behind those prison walls. And again, Father, I ask that he would know supernaturally, let him know that we are praying for him right now. Father, I also want to lift up Susanna Ko, whose husband Raymond was kidnapped in Malaysia in 2017. Lord, her court case against the Malaysian government is going to a hearing later this month. And Lord, we pray for justice. We pray that, that this case will produce information, will produce results of what happened to Pastor Raymond, that she will know what happened to him. Lord, we pray that the culprits, the the kidnappers, would be held accountable. And Father, we pray that out of this court case, your 
your word will go forth, that, that people will hear about Pastor Raymond's work, how he helped the sick and the needy and the downtrodden, because Jesus loves them. Lord, I pray that that will raise curiosity and awareness in Malaysia and in other surrounding nations about the testimony of this man who was seen as such a threat that he was kidnapped. Father, we pray for Susanna. We pray for their children, that that you will give them peace and comfort and blessing. And Lord, again, we just pray for this court case. I pray specifically for the judge who will run this hearing later this month. Help that judge to be a person of integrity. Help that judge to want the truth and to want justice and not to be swayed by pressure from the government, not to be swayed to want to make this go away or to hide the truth, but let the truth come out in the process of this hearing. I ask this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for the example of our persecuted family members. I thank you for the faithfulness of Pastor Wang Yi, of Pastor Haile Naizki, of Susanna Ko, of so many others who are serving you at great cost, and yet they are faithful day after day after day. Lord, we thank you for their example. We pray that you will strengthen us to be faithful as they are to follow you in whatever situation you've placed us. Lord, help us to be faithful as well. We ask this and we close our time in prayer today in the name of Jesus, the Son of God, the only Savior. Amen. Christians in hostile nations may live far from us. As believers, we know that we are one with them and part of the body of Christ. As such, we can't ignore their suffering. If the Holy Spirit is impressing you to know more and support the work of Voice of the Martyrs, please visit our website at vom.com.au. All donations of $2 and more are tax-deductible in Australia. This has been a production of Vom Oz Radio, Voice for the Persecuted.